I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. I'm starting a new segment of the podcast called Call Your Mom. And in the Call Your Mom episodes, I plan to interview some moms I know who have something unique that they are passionate about or are skilled in a particular area of motherhood that we can all learn from. I know it has been part of God's blessing in my life that I know a lot of great moms, but I know some people don't. Some of you listening might feel like right now you feel kind of alone. Maybe you're breaking negative generational patterns on your own. You're eager to soak up wisdom and encouragement wherever you can find it. Or maybe you just want to call your mom and see what she'd say about certain topics, but for any reason, you can't. I hope each one of you will find real community, real helpers in your life, real friends to lean on and carry you. I know that God wants that for you and is making a way for you. But I want everyone who listens to this podcast to benefit from some of the great moms that I know. I want you to be able to stand on the shoulders of some amazing moms, learn some biblical wisdom and practical strategies as we help each other. And of course, this hopefully goes without saying, but we don't have to be all the things. It's amazing that we know certain moms who excel in preparing food, certain moms who excel in teaching their kids how to read at a young age, certain moms who are great at hosting people, but it's impossible for us to be all the things. That's not the goal. But my hope here is that we can learn from some moms who are great at certain things, and maybe we can pull some things from them, benefit from the knowledge they learned the hard way. Hopefully, something will stick and help you or inspire you in your motherhood journey. So without further ado, here's the first Elevate Motherhood podcast episode, Call Your Mom segment. Today, you'll meet my first guest and a mom I really admire, one of my best friends, Lauren Brownrigg. Lauren and I have been friends since about third grade. She's one of those lifelong friends I just thank God so much for. We grew up going to the same school. We danced competitively together in high school. We were in the same sorority in college. Our maiden names were like a few letters apart. So we even crossed the stage together at high school graduation. We sat next to each other in our sorority chapter meetings and all of that. I don't know how I've gotten so lucky to be her best friend all this time, but God's hand was on it for sure. I know my parents prayed that I would be surrounded with good friends. I remember my mom even telling me how important of a prayer that is for parents. And I'm just saying Lauren is an answer to that prayer. Lauren is literally always kind, positive, hardworking. She's an Enneagram 2, so she's a helper, a planner. She's the kind of friend that is going to make the reservation at the restaurant. You know, that friend that we all need in the group. (laughs) But she's also so quick to celebrate other people, be selfless, be a cheerleader. And she really doesn't ever seek recognition, but people are always drawn to her. She's got that beautiful smile that comes from a happy heart. You know what I'm saying? Beauty that transcends inner and outer beauty. She was literally homecoming queen. And because she's so wonderful, it makes it easy to celebrate her and root for her throughout life because she's not seeking the glory. 
She's just the nicest, most hardworking, most dependable person ever. And it makes me want to be just like that myself. So you guys get the benefit of meeting my friend and hearing from her today. Lauren is a pre-K teacher and has taken a few years off to be home with her babies who are now three and almost six. She's going back to the classroom to teach next year. And in the meantime, Lauren has become a published author of children's books. I can't wait to share with everyone about that. So first, welcome Lauren to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Thanks for being my first ever guest on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Court. Um, It's just such a privilege and an honor to be able to be here and do this with you and do life alongside you and um, I just feel so blessed to be able to share your wisdom on all of the things that are related to motherhood and be able to go through all these different milestones and seasons of life with you. And I'm just so proud of you for all you're doing with the podcast and um, all the blessings that so many moms are receiving from you. Yay! Thank you! There are so many topics we could talk about together on this podcast, and I'm sure we'll get together again to talk about more. <laughs> But today, we are talking about moms pursuing ambitions during motherhood. Moms that are still prioritizing being fully devoted moms to their own children, being present and all of that, but at the same time are chasing their own dreams. And you have become a published author here in the past year or so. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself, your books, and how you got started with that? Yes, of course. Um... So uh, just a little background about me. Um, First of all, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a teacher. um, And now I'm an author, which is such a cool thing to say. Um, I got my degree from OU, which I was lucky enough to go with you to OU and be sorority sisters and and do all of OU together. Um, And I got my degree in elementary education, which I absolutely love and feel so called to do. Um, I just feel like God put that on my heart to be a teacher. And I still to this day just love being in the classroom and love. Can't wait to get back um, to the classroom. And then writing children's books has been something that has always been on my heart. It's always been in the back of my mind. Um, some, a dream that I've always had. Um, I literally would like write notes down in my phone of little ideas that I would get. And I just, I knew that I had this passion inside of me. I just wasn't really sure how it was going to come about and how that dream would come um, to fruition. But it wasn't until I was a mom that I really knew what direction I wanted to go with um, writing children's books. And so currently, I have lots and lots of different ideas swirling around in my head. But currently, I'm working on a series of six books called the UR series. And Volume one and two are currently available, and we're just going to continue to publish hopefully at least one to two a year um, until the rest are completed. But these books took shape mostly from past personal experiences and um, different conversations that I was having with my son and my husband. Um, and I kind of go into more detail about that. I have a, I have a blog on my website and I go into a little bit more detail about like the exact story of how the books came to be. Um, but I kind of took that 
idea and those conversations that I was having and then connecting them to what I knew about education and about some of my own personal beliefs about the important parts of education, especially for these young, young children. Um, and I just kind of wanted to take these ideas of these big, important words that we say every day, just even casually to our children and create stories that describe and define them a little bit deeper um, in a way that kids can grow up knowing the definition of those words and knowing I know what my mom means when she says I love you or I know what she means when she says I'm important to her. Um, so I just think that these books have been such a blessing and they've, they've come out, um, so much, even more incredible than I could have ever imagined. And each book has four main words that it highlights. Um, and I've tied those words to animals and, um, and then they're through poems and the sweet illustrations with the animals. They kind of represent each word and walk you through what that word means. Um, and then at the end of every story in the book, there is a definition um, and a little discussion that you can do with your child, just some questions, prompts for things that you can talk about at bedtime or even anytime during the day. Um, and it really helps them apply what they've learned about that word. Um, and then there's also a little journal page where as they grow, you can write things down for them. They can start writing things down as they become able to write um, and it's just like a good little resource for them to come back to and um, remember some of these these feelings and these thoughts that they've had. Um, and then the, the main purpose behind this series is what I like to call my three C's, which are comprehension, connection, and communication. And those are kind of like the big, big ideas behind the UR series. Um, so I hope that these books and, and by doing these three things that um, they can build that connection with kids and that they can um, be able to have those conversations and build that communication and then be able to have that deeper comprehension um, to just build them up with positive, encouraging words that will impact their lives and relationships as they grow. Oh, I love that. You know, I believe so much in the power of words. And I think as believers and as moms, we are really supposed to watch our tongue, to use it for good, use it to shape the hearts of our children, to fill them up with who God says they are and who we say they are so that they can grow to believe it themselves and develop a confidence that comes along with that. I think it's amazing that you're putting a tool in the hands of parents who want to do that and maybe they just don't know what to say. Yes. Um, I can't agree more. And obviously words are, I just think words are everything. They're so powerful. Um, you know, it's funny cause as I've written these books, I always come back to that saying actions speak louder than words. And I do, I do believe that, but, um, I just think words have such a lasting impression on our hearts. And, um, I think that we can really come back to some of the things that are said to us um, growing up and they can really have such a deep impact on our lives. Um, so yeah, I'm a words person and I know that not everyone is that way. Um, I love talking to my kids about feelings and emotions and working through things with them 
during conversations, but I know that that's just not, not something that everyone feels comes as naturally to them. Um, a perfect example is my husband. He's, he's not as much that way, but these books have been great because he can sit down with them and, and kind of tap into that emotional side, um, and, and really tell them how he feels about them and reiterating some of those big, important words. Um, but I also think that was another big part of why I wrote the books was because I wanted so many times parents don't feel comfortable getting deep into those conversations about emotions. And I wanted to give them the words to be able to sit down and say, this is how I feel about you. I may not be able to articulate those feelings into words, but now I can because I have the words to read to you. Um, so that was something that I just felt really called to do with the book. And, and I just think that parents, parents can benefit from it too, as a tool to tap into those emotional, um, connections with their kids. And I just think hearing your parents speak such positive life over you is just so powerful and, and you can really take it through life with you and just affirming how those people feel about you. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And you did a great job with that. This is just right up my alley and you did a great <laughs> job. And I have to mention how beautiful the artwork is in your books. I think they're like the perfect book for like a decoration in the nursery when they aren't being read or like propped up yeah. on the shelf. Um, I know there's like specific animals that are tied to each word and it's all just like so beautiful on top of like all the thought you put behind it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The illustrator did such an amazing job and, and they really portrayed my vision so well um and I'm so happy with the way it all turned out and I love being able to to write my stories and develop what animals I feel represent that word and bring them to life I think that is such a cool part of the books for me personally um and I hope like you were saying about how some of these animals are so sweet and you'd love to have prints of them I hope that um, some, someday soon I will have some products on my website for purchase for people to use, um, in their homes as prints or just some other little projects that I have in the works. Awesome. I love it. So the main topic though, of our conversation today is moms pursuing their dreams during motherhood. So me and you have several friends really carving out their own paths right now. Mm -hmm. And it has been so inspiring um, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. And the Proverbs also talk a lot about how important wise counsel is, how it matters who you surround yourself with and the power that that has on your life. First um, Thessalonians 5, 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. And a verse that you and me and our college roommates used to pray over each mm -hmm. other was Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider... Um, one another in order to stir up love and good deeds, not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. And it has been so fun working together, even though mostly on our own separate things, we are still kind of side by side with our friends who are fulfilling God's calling on their lives. And it helps not only inspire us and get like business tips and all of that, but mm -hmm. also ensuring that we are doing the things that are true to our faith and keeping our priorities straight and all of that. So 
tell me how you seek inspiration from our friends or your friends and what role that has played in your professional life. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's, it's just such a big one for me. Um, and, and I don't think any of this would have been possible without the inspiration from, from friends, friends and family and, um, and God, um, just kind of calling me to leading the way and, and calling me to where I needed to go. But, um, truly like friends and family have been the driving force behind why I'm able to achieve anything. Um, and one of my biggest philosophies of teaching just as an educator, but also just as a learner is that learning is a lifelong pursuit and one that, and that's one of the most valuable resources we have for learning and improving are the people that you surround yourself with every day. Um, these people are just invaluable to the journey that you have ahead of you. And we're, we're just so blessed to have such great friends and family that can be those resources for us. Um, and it has been so fun to watch our friends and our family members pursue these callings um, and be successful and impart their wisdom and share their stories and their experiences. And, and all of those things give me so much inspiration to keep going. Um, and they continue to show me the calling that God has on our lives while we're on earth. Um, and even though they're all different, we all have our unique gifts to share. And I just, I just think all of that is so inspiring. Um, and I just feel that watching my friends and family achieve these things just inspires me to keep finding my calling and to keep going with the things that God has called me to do. So, um, a huge part of why I was even, even able to pursue these books and, and be inspired to keep moving forward with them was because I saw my friends living their dreams and their callings and, and they continued to encourage and support me to do it. They were open to hearing my ideas and, um, and supporting me in those ideas and making me feel like they were worth going for. Um, and you especially were such a huge part of that. You, <laughs> on our drive back from from Austin, to Oklahoma City, um, you just told me that you were going to hold me accountable to these to these books because you could feel the passion that I felt for them. Um, and so now it's it's so crazy that they're actually books that people can hold in their hands, and you are such a huge part of that, and and you've really supported and encouraged me through the whole thing. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to say thank you for your courage and following the calling on your life, because it also really inspired me to move forward with this podcast, putting myself out there and fulfilling what God has called me to do too. It seems scary to like be so vulnerable and brave enough to do something new, but you did it in such a humble way and put your purpose over like building up yourself. And I hope to do that too. So thank you for your example. And I just want to speak to all the people listening. Like this can be for you too. I just, uh, we're just regular old moms, (laughs) nothing like really super special. Um, just trusting that God put these desires in our hearts and that we can like honor him 
along the way. So um, if any of you guys are listening, um, I hope you can be inspired by Lauren too. That's why she's here. Um, Obviously, or I hope this is obvious that our priority of being a mom is higher than our priority of running these businesses. So I have like a two-part question for you. So first, how do you keep the priorities straight of being a mom and running a business? It's a constant pursuit of finding the balance. I feel like um, it's it's a lifelong endeavor. <laughs> and I honestly haven't found that perfect balance um, per se. It's just a constant work in progress. But um, some days I feel like I've got it down and I've, I'm, I've got the great balance and I'm juggling all the balls in perfect sync. Um, and then there's other days where I feel like they're all falling down and, and scattered on the ground and I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, but I kind of mentioned before that I had written some blogs on my website and, and I actually wrote one about this exact thing because it's just such a constant part of my daily life is like trying to find that balance and, Um, and you know me, I'm like, I'm a planner. I I have to have things balanced for me to really feel like I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) And, um, so I kind of found after I sat with it for a while and, and thought about it, there, there are some things, there's five things that I do personally that kind of help me keep the balance. Um, and, and they may not be the same five things for you, but these are just some, some small things and I'll just list them and then I'll kind of elaborate a little bit on them. But number one is to plan ahead. Number two is to set a goal big or small and stick to it. Um, number three is to ask for help. Number four is to read the Bible journal or spend a little time being quiet every day. Um, and five, let go of the desire to control it all, which is really hard to do. Um, so kind of diving in just really quickly, a little bit more about all of them. So like number one is plan ahead. So this is the planning ahead is one of my strengths and my weaknesses. Ironically, um, I'm a major planner I do not like to procrastinate. I've never been a procrastinator. Um, I like to do things multiple weeks ahead of time, if at all possible. Um, and I do think that that is such a valuable quality. I, I love that I'm able to do that because it does help me achieve balance. A lot of times I feel more prepared. I feel like I can handle things as they come. But um, And it just saves you so much time and effort. And helps things run smoother, but it can also lead you to be really controlling of situations. And for me, I tend to spiral a little bit when they don't go as planned. Um, so I'm working on that all the time, but I do think some of the best ways to plan ahead and achieve balance are things like meal planning, just so that you don't have to come down to a meal time and be like, what am I, what am I cooking? Um, that's been a huge one for me. Um, a monthly and a daily calendar are so important, but more importantly, visible for everyone to see. Um, and I know you've mentioned it on your podcast before, just, you went through the whole, um, shared calendar with your spouse and that my husband and I also have that. And it's such a game changer because, 
I know what he's doing. He knows what I'm doing. Um, there's a lot of times where we don't have that minute to communicate, but because we have that calendar, he knows what's coming up and I don't always have to explain it to him. Um, and then we also, like you mentioned, have a huge acrylic wall calendar. That's a monthly calendar. Um, and that's right in front of our area where we put our shoes on every day. And so it's nice because we can always look at that and kind of have an idea of what's coming. Um, and all of those things help me plan ahead just a little bit more. Um, number two was set a goal, big or smaller, and stick to it. And this one will dig deeper into more later, I think, but, um, it's so big. I think this might be the biggest out of all of them. Um, besides the quiet time to finding balance for me personally. Um, and I think it's really important for pursuing passions in motherhood. Um, and as moms, it's so easy to kind of get lost in the motherhood shuffle and demands and so many of us tend to realize at one point or another that we kind of have misplaced our identity as an individual. And um, I just think that those goals like pull you back into like, who am I and what do I want for myself? And it just really fills up your cup and makes you feel like you're doing something for you. Um, so it doesn't have to be like a big goal. That's why I put big or small because um, like you don't have to go like publish a book or anything. Um, or like last year, I, for whatever reason, I decided to run a half marathon. You don't have to do that. It can be something like I want to wake up 20 minutes earlier every day, or I want to drink less coffee, or I want to go on a walk every day. Um, something like that. But I just think it's really important to find that goal and, um, kind of the key to make you feel like you have some balance in your life. Um, asking for help is number three, also huge. I mean, we can't do anything um, if our cup is empty. And I just think whether it's asking friends, asking family, asking your spouse, your partner, whoever it is that is available as a resource to help you ask for it. And they, they want to help you and um, they want to help you accomplish your goals. So if you need help, it's okay to ask, um, which I, I'm not very good about asking. So it, that one's a hard one for me. Um, and then number four was just about reading the Bible, journaling, being quiet every day. And I just think it's also really important in the chaos of the world to just take time to read the Bible, study the scripture, be in God's word and seeing what does he have to teach you from his word today. Um, and, and some days I don't have time to do it, but I might still be quiet and just think about like, okay, what can he tell me in this quiet time today? Or even just saying a prayer about how I hope the day will go and speaking positivity over my day. Um, all of that gives me such a sense of peace and balance. And then kind of going along with that, number five was letting go of control. Um, the desire to control it all because that's huge for me. I always want things to go the way I want them to go. And I've really been trying to just lean on the promise that God has got it all figured out. And we don't have to know what his plan is because it's better than anything we could have ever picked for ourselves. So trusting and having faith 
that it's all going to go the way that he has planned um, and that we can just lean on his guidance and provision over our lives. Yeah, you are so good. I just like was not surprised that you had like step by step plan because that's just who you are. And I love you for that. And I am not as much like that, but I'm glad that I can learn from you. So and the second part of my question is what benefit of this pursuing our passion, sticking to our goals? Is it to benefit to our kids to see us doing those things? Um, I, as a teacher, like the modeling aspect of, of anything is so huge for me. Um, and I think kids are, I mean, as we all know, they're just sponges. They soak up everything and they see everything and they, um, and they take things to heart, which is another reason why I was like, I want these words to stick in their little hearts and in their minds. Um, but modeling for me is one of our biggest teaching tools as parents. Um, it, it was a big tool for me as a teacher. And now as a parent, it's like one of my best parenting tools. And I try really hard to be mindful of, am I modeling the behavior that I hope to see from them? Um, so I think, I think our kids seeing us balance, um, so many things and especially when it's, pursuing a passion that we have, I think that's so important for them to see us taking care of our own needs as well. Um, I think it really helps them to believe that they can do it in the future and that they're important enough to do that for themselves and to fulfill their dreams in life. Um, I was thinking about how do you model it for your kids and it's, it's hard to find the balance of um, doing the passion, pursuing the passion and making time to do both that and be a good mom. And, um, and I, I kind of, like you said at the beginning, like mom priority comes first always. So it's like if I'm in the middle of working on pursuing a passion and modeling that for them, I also want to model how do I make sure that I invest in you and spend time with you. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to play with you for, for 15, 20 minutes and I'm going to set a timer. And then I'm going to, I've got a few more things I need to work on, um, before we have dinner or before we go to bed. Um, because those are really important things that I would like to make sure that I get done for my work before, before we go to bed. And I think that that's just so important for them to see me choosing them and then going back to what I need to do to pursue that passion. Um, so modeling it in a healthy way where they know they always come first, but also seeing me go back to what I need to do. Yeah, that's so cool. And I like what you said, like teaching them they're important enough to do that for themselves. And like we want to teach them that they can do anything that God calls them to do. Mm-hmm. But you actually have to go do right. it. Um, <laughs> God isn't just going to like throw it in your lap while you like veg out on the couch. He's going to call you and equip you. And then it's your job to have the courage and the discipline to do it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then that's yet another, you're just hitting on all my blog topics, but, um, that's another <laughs> one that I wrote called follow God and make things happen. Um, because I agree. I think God absolutely I'm a wholehearted believer that he leads you he calls you he shows you the path but 
he's not going to do the work for you. And, um, but you just have to be willing to, to look for him and see him and follow the path. Um, and sometimes it's not perfectly clear and other times it's crystal clear which way you're supposed to go. Um, but you just have to believe in yourself and you have to, to go for it and do the work. Um, whatever that may be. Um, and I think that goes perfect with pursuing modeling, pursuing passions for our kids, because we have this dream, this, this purpose that we feel called to do. And, um, I think it's so important for them to see you having that dream, talking about that dream and then acting on the dream. Yeah. And I think like along these lines, worth talking about because my traditional job is in the pharmacy and it's not really like a desk job. I'm talking to people, moving around a lot and I'm away from my kids while I do it. Um, and you could say the same thing about teaching. It's not really like possible, well, I guess these days, but it's not really <laughs> considered a remote job. It can't really be done like while our kids are with us as well. And there's a guilt associated with being away from my kids to work at the same time, starting these new businesses or side jobs are more lenient as to where we can be when we work. But oftentimes, these flexible jobs are sometimes harder to actually carve out the time to get the work done because we're trying to do it while we're with our kids. So your kids are around while you're working from your phone or your laptop, and there's guilt associated with that too. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want to be a distracted mom and all of that. So I just want to say, if you love being a mom, but you also need to or want to work outside the home to provide for your family, it doesn't really matter how that looks. Like one way is not better than the other. Being away from your kids all day shouldn't be shamed. And working from your phone or laptop while your kid's there with you shouldn't be shamed. We're all just doing our best. And so, well, we should all just keep encouraging each other as moms and know to like, keep your head down, worry about yourself, not viewing anyone else's work as more righteous than another's. We love our kids, prioritize our kids, give them as much attention as we can. And some moms work too. Um, you kind of already talked about that, but do you have anything else along those lines? Oh gosh, I have so much. <laughs> I, could, I could go on and on <laughs> about, about working or not working. Um, well, always working. I feel like it doesn't matter where you are. You're always working, but um, I've, I've kind of mm -hmm. been in a unique um, opportunity because I was a working mom at the beginning. Um, when my oldest was born, I was working and then I went back to work in August and I worked his first whole year of life. Um, and then I chose to stay at home and I've been at home for five years now. And now I'm about to be a full-time working mom again. Um, so it's, I feel like I've, I've always been a busy person. I've always been um, doing things. So maybe technically I've always been on the working mom side. But um, I've, I've been in both spaces. I've been in the flexible and the non-flexible workspaces. And in my honest opinion, they're both really, really hard. And there's pros and cons to both of them and different benefits for you personally and for your family. Um, but for me, I just felt like I had to look at each season of life and, and kind of ask myself, what, what do I need? What does my family need? What does God need from me? 
Um, and all those things kind of helped lead me to, to make the decisions I made as far as working. Um, I knew I, I fully embrace motherhood alongside of you and all of our friends. And, um, and I knew that when I had kids that I wanted to be an all in mom. Um, but I also loved teaching and I was an all in teacher too. I wanted to do all the things all the time. Um, so yeah, I just kind of realized through that first year of working that I was just missing some things that I didn't want to miss. And I wanted to be there, um, to see all of those milestones and moments and, um, and that maybe my teaching skills needed to be invested in him at that time. Um, and so I decided I'd stay home and, and work be with my kids during the toddler years and then revisit the idea of me going back to work if I felt called to do so. And, and I do, I feel so called to go back. Um, I'm so excited to be back with those kids and, um, fueling my creative spirits because, um, I, I have that so much in me and I miss being able to create those lesson plans and, um, and do all the different projects and things with my students so, um, and I just feel so privileged and honored that God called me to be an early childhood teacher because, um, I just think that sometimes it's overlooked how important that strong foundation at the beginning of a child's life, um, those preschool, pre-K years, um, how important they are, how, how they build that strong foundation, um, and I'm just so privileged to be able to go back and continue to, to do that for other children. Um, a huge motto in, in our home and one that my dad kind of has instilled in me over the years is one, he says one day at a time. We've kind of adopted it in our house as one year at a time because right now we're in a season where we just kind of have to go year to year. And we're, we're changing this all the time. Some days it is one day at a time because we might be going through something really hard and we have to just do one day at a time. Sometimes it's really hard and we have to do one hour at a time, um, depending on what the situation is. But, um, but it's so true and, and it's so appropriate and okay to make decisions based on what you need and what you feel like God is calling for that season of your life. Yeah, I totally agree. I love thinking about things in seasons. It helps me just like be really present mm -hmm. and also gives me the stamina to know like the season isn't forever, like whatever it is um, to just keep going in that season. So I love that you mm -hmm. said that. Um, and okay, I want to touch on what this whole idea of pursuing a passion does for mental health, because even starting this podcast has helped my personal mental health so much just exploring something creative or working on something that feels like it's just for me, something that could really hopefully help other people too, mm -hmm. something with unknown possibilities. It's just been so good for my mental health. So I want to encourage other moms too, if you feel like your mental health could use some help to think, is there something that you like to learn about, something that you like to do creatively or something even mindless that is just purely a fun hobby? Is there a way that you can make time for it or even just spending time 
dreaming of it or planning for how you could do more of that someday. I will say I did not have the same capacity when I had newborns and babies that I have even now that my youngest is two and a half. So I am not trying to add one more thing to anyone's plate if they're feeling totally maxed out. But hopefully just freeing up your mind a little bit to make plans to do something on your heart when you know you'll have more time in the future. It just feels so good to be creative or help people. And I know you feel the same way. We've talked about this before. But can you tell me what that has been like for you and how one thing I love about you and your husband, I know that you guys were so good about talking about this together and helping each other make time for individual things, but kind of taking it on as a family and being supportive and including everyone in the process. Yes. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think our mental health is so important and and we have to find ways to tap into how to help ourselves um, in that state. And, and it just ties in perfectly with what we were talking about, about finding the balance, because I think that setting that goal, what we were talking about earlier was, um, is such a huge part of that mental health help. Um, for me, at least I, I'm such a passionate project oriented person that in order for me to find that sense of balance, I really have to have that goal or that personal passion just to keep me feeling grounded. Um, and I, I kind of said this before, but I feel like it is so easy. Although motherhood is one of the best things, one of the best gifts that we're given in life. Um, I do think it is super easy sometimes as moms, um, because we are all in to just feel a little bit of a sense of a loss of self-identity. Um, and that, that definitely happened to me. I, um, I was so in love with this sweet baby and honored to be the one that got to bring him into the world. But at the same time, I was having this dialogue in my head of who am I and where did this person I once was go? Um, and I knew I was still there. I just was needed to be able to find ways to, to, to come back to it and to find those goals and passions that kept me feeling like me. Um, and I completely agree with you that like what I'm capable of doing now to support my mental health is completely different than the space I was in when I had newborns. And I didn't really have space for that. Um, I really only had space to take care of them. So I might've found like smaller ways at that time. Um, I know with the books in particular, that that was just when I was dreaming about it, you know, and I might have five minutes where I could go jot down a note on my computer or on my phone. Um, but it didn't come until later when I was actually putting, sitting down, putting these books together to create a book. Um, so I think another big part of, of prioritizing your mental health and supporting yourself is finding support from your family. Like you were talking about, um, my husband really is so amazing at, he's just my biggest cheerleader and such a supporter. And we have very clear, direct communication with each other. Um, and we're just constantly talking about how can we help each other take the next step for ourselves? How can we help each other reach that next goal? Um, we even kind of have like a, like a trade-off goal system sort of, um, where it's like, 
if one, one of us is working on something really big or we have this big goal, um, we'll, we'll support each other through that. And then whenever we get to a point where things have slowed down a little bit, then it might be the other person's turn to like focus on a big goal. Um, so I know that's been really great for us as far as like helping each other feel valued, seen and prioritized in our marriage. Um, because it's just so important to make sure that they know that you're on their team and that you're with them and that they're the priority. Um, really quick, I, back when we did our marriage counseling, we got this analogy that I loved that I just, I come back to it all the time and I feel like this kind of goes perfectly with it. But our marriage counselor told us, um, you know, when you find that person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with picture your life as like a long distance car trip and picture yourself in this car, um, in the front seat with your spouse and you're going along life and you might add more people to that car at some point. Kids might show up in the picture, um, but they sit in the back seat. They don't sit in the front seat. They sit in the back seat and they're there with you. They might direct where you end up or they might um, help shape the plans that you have, but you are in the front seat together driving the car. Um, and I just think that's so important, just remembering that that person in your life is is there to support you and that you're there to support them and that you're a team. And it's it's really a huge key into accomplishing those goals. Um, and just overall mental health, feeling connected, feeling together, feeling like you're not alone in this. Um, but I just think it's so important to have that support. And it can be from anyone in your family. It can be your friends. It can be your spouse or your grandparents. But asking for help to be able to go take time to pursue that passion, um, I think that's so important for your mental health too because it's just such an important part of you, you have this dream. So now you've got to act on it, but you have to find the time. So just really leaning into that support system and they want to help you. They want to be a part of your kids' lives and a part of your life and, and supporting you on such a cool endeavor that you're embarking on. Um, and I think when you make yourself and yeah. as an individual, a priority, um, you're modeling that for your kids. Like we talked about, you're valuing yourself. You're believing in yourself. You're going for goals that matter to you. And all of that is going to help your mental health. Yeah. I think that is so good. And I love your marriage and I feel like we could do a whole topic, a whole episode <laughs> on marriage and maybe we will someday. Um, but that's like, it's so true and we just have to be honest and communicate and be each other's cheerleader and like your spouse whoever's listening probably wants to be your cheerleader you just have to open up and be honest and communicate and get on the same team um I like that too that car analogy I think that's great one phrase my husband and I I feel like it changed everything when we realized we're on the same team mm -hmm. like once we started saying that more mm -hmm. regularly we're like we're on the same team. We win together. We lose together. Let's just win together, you know? Um, and that's kind of the whole message for this episode. These personal passions and callings don't take us away from our families. If anything, it adds something to your life for your whole family. And the net effect 
is positive for the whole family. So, and one more thing, I don't want anyone listening to feel sad if they aren't pursuing something outside of their home right now. There is a season for everything. I think God will put a big prompting on your heart when the timing is right. And if you are staying home to raise your babies right now, that is a huge calling. I hope you hear me loud and clear when I say that throughout this podcast. That is 100% why, why I'm here making this podcast. Not to talk about business, but to remind you as often as I can that being a mom is a high calling. And it's an honor that the creator of the universe is entrusting his precious children for you to raise. So just own it as your calling, regardless of whatever else you're doing, and give it your all. Let's be grateful for it. And when and if there's time to add something, you'll know. So God has given us all different callings and different timings on their callings. So Lauren, I think that's all we have for today. Um, Thank you for sharing your heart and your wisdom with us. How can our listeners find your books so they can read them to their own children? And I know you do like book signings and reading books at story time and stuff like that. How can they contact you and find you? Well, first of all, thank you so much for letting me come be your guest. I love getting the opportunity to do to do this and be able to talk about so many things that I'm passionate about. But um, I have a website that they can find me at www.laurenbrownridebooks.com and and pretty much all of my links as far as where to buy the book signings of signings and events um, where to purchase it online my publisher's website um, the links to Amazon or Barnes and Noble to find the books all of those things are going to be on my website but then you can also um, check out my social media for events and signings coming up I usually post those, um, as they're happening. And then I also have, um, an email update that you can subscribe to and get updates about where I'll be and when, and when books are coming out. Perfect. I will link to all of that in the show notes for this episode so everyone can find it really easily. Um, before we end, I'd like to say a prayer and a blessing for us. Um, and for everyone who's listening. So, Dear Lord, thank you so much for these listeners. Thank you for their calling as moms and uh, anything else that you have for their lives. God, give us the courage. Let us always be looking for the peace that you provide. Help us to keep our priorities straight. Be a blessing to everyone in our lives, especially our children and spouses and our families. Let everything we do be for your glory, Lord. Amen. And friends, since we talked about mental health, I'm going to mention that this podcast is for educational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast is medical advice. Please seek professionals who know you and your story for medical advice. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood. (music) 